Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Wednesday, January 31st. Happy National Hot Chocolate Day. And I ain't sure if they're talking about the drink or the band. I hope it's the band. They were cool. And they believe in miracles. Of course, the drink's good, too. Let's celebrate both, and then everyone's a winner, baby. Today is also Brandy Alexander Day, which is a drink made with brandy and chocolate liqueur. It's basically adult hot chocolate. Hey, new band name, write that down. Today is also Hell is Freezing Over Day, which it ain't. That's just somebody's colorful way of saying it's the dead of winter and it's cold outside. And I'm noticing a trend with these holidays that they're all about trying to keep warm in the freezing temps. And I hear you, winter's rough. For y'all, I live in Florida where the weather is perfect most of the time, which ain't exactly true. From March to November, it's pretty hot. And from June to October, it's soul-crushingly hot. Like, y'all don't even know. But wintertime down here is pretty sweet. Right now, at 5.30 p.m., it's 59 degrees. It might hit 50 by morning. Coldest so far this winter was 19 on the 17th of January. Never did snow, though. But there is a trade-off, because Florida weather is psychotic. We have over 300 days of sunshine every year, yet a higher annual rainfall than Washington or Oregon, almost both of them put together. Wrap your head around that. And we're the most humidest state in the Union. 80 to 100% is totally normal, which means everything down here is always wet. And in winter, it's cold and wet. And why I maintain that 40 in Florida is colder than 40 anywhere else. Because I've seen pictures of people out west snow skiing in shorts and bikinis. If it ever snowed in Florida enough to ski on it, ain't nobody wearing shorts. We're busting up our furniture to burn in a 55-gallon drum in the living room, trying to keep warm. Our reading for today is Exodus 12, 14 through 13, 16, Matthew 20, 29 through 21, 22, Psalm 25, 16 through 22, and Proverbs 6, 12 through 15. So if y'all are ready, Florida is also number one in shark attacks, lightning strikes, and flesh-eating bacteria. So we got that going for us too. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday, on the 30th, in the Old Testament, we read Exodus 10.1 through 12.13. And that starts out with God telling Moses to go warn Pharaoh that I got more signs to show him. And these will be stuff that you're going to tell your grandchildren about. So he does, and is like, why you got to be so hard-headed? How long are you going to let this go on, Pharaoh? And if you never saw the cartoon movie Prince of Egypt, go rent it right now. I'll wait. It's an amazing dramatization of the Exodus, and it portrays Moses and the Pharaoh as being brought up together in the same household, like this is his brother he's having to go against. And that's how I have this particular scene pictured. Like Moses is begging his brother to just let the slaves go. And then whenever I show up, thousands of people won't have to die. Because if I was Moses, servant of God or not, I'd hate to be the one in charge of laying waste to a whole nation like this. I mean, I know they were asking for it, but still. Anyway, Moses is like, okay then, tomorrow we go after Nepir and Nepri, who are the god and goddess of grain. We're sending in the locusts. And not just regular locusts, big giant ones, like ain't nobody ever seen. And not just a couple, but all the locusts. They're going to eat everything that survived the hail and infest your houses 
and you're going to wake up with giant grasshoppers all over you, and you're going to wish it was only your face they were crawling all over of. Then he drops the mic and walks out. And Pharaoh's servants are like, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Don't you know that Egypt is destroyed? But Pharaoh's hard-headed and grabs Moses and Aaron before they get too far away and pulls them back into his office. And he's like, When you say, Let us go, who all's going? And Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds. We will go. Everybody. All of us. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go and your little ones. Look to it, for evil is before you. And that's weird English. But what he's saying is, May the Lord treat you as bad and evil as you've treated me. Y'all ain't going nowhere. The men can go, but that's it. And the implication being that they won't leave the women and children. So get out of my office. So next day, Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. And that's logical, because Arabia was infested with locusts, and it still kind of is. And locusts do travel on the wind. And they did. They all showed up and ate everything that was growing. And probably there's some time passing between these plagues. The Bible tends to be very concise and doesn't waste time on stuff you don't need to know, like how long the plagues lasted or how long between them. Sometimes it'll give you enough info to figure it out, like here, apparently enough time passes that new crops grew up after the fiery hailstorm. So Pharaoh begs, and Moses and Aaron go to God, and he sends a west wind and blows all them locusts into the Red Sea. And I'll bet the deep sea fishing was amazing for about a week after that. But guess who still wouldn't let the people go? So the Lord kicks it up a notch with the plague of darkness, even a thick darkness which may be felt, because Ra, the sun god, was the chief of the gods. So let's make it go dark for three days. And I got no idea what that darkness could be other than a miracle. One theory is that it was some kind of thick, heavy, wet vapor that blocked out the light and put out candles and lamps and such, but I just don't see how that's possible. Pharaoh, still trying to bargain, is like, okay, take the kids. Just leave your flocks and herds. Because without cattle, they'd have to come back, I guess. And Moses is like, nope, cattle too. And Pharaoh's like, well, forget it then. Get out and don't ever let me see your face again. Moses says, sounds good. And that's it for them two brothers. They never see each other again. And in chapter 11, the Lord said unto Moses, yet will I bring one more plague upon Pharaoh. And this is the one that's going to do it. After this, they're going to make y'all leave. Remember back in Midian when I told you I was going to take the firstborn? Well, it's time for that now. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts, cattle and such, except for the Jews, they'll be left alone. There's a couple hoops y'all got to jump through first, but we'll get to that. First thing you do is go tell all the Jews to go to their Egyptian neighbors and ask them to give y'all jewels of silver and jewels of gold. The KJV says borrow, but what the word really is is ask. And in chapter 12, the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. You know how y'all's calendar used to begin at the autumnal equinox in the month of Tisri? Well, this next thing I'm about to do is so important, I want y'all to start the year from here from now on, in the month of Nisan, or Abib as it was called at that time, which is Aprilish. So from then on, the Jews had a civil calendar that began at Tisri, and a religious calendar that begins at Nisan. And tell the Jews to take a lamb without blemish from the flock on the 10th and keep it till the 14th. Then you kill it and put the blood on the doorposts and the door lintel of your house. 
Then cook the lamb over a fire and eat it with unleavened bread, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. In other words, be ready to go at a moment's notice. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. And that's interesting. It's not Egypt that's being judged. It's the gods of Egypt that are being judged. And that implies a whole lot about high-level spiritual warfare that we're just going to have to get into some other time. There's a guy named Michael Heiser that's done a lot of work on this kind of stuff. And I've seen him interviewed, and he's interesting, but I just don't know enough about him to recommend him. But y'all can check him out on your own if you want to. And if all this is starting to sound familiar, it's because it should. Because later on, another baby is going to be born and grow up and be rejected by his own people and have to go away for a while. But he's also going to come back and free his people from slavery and deliver them to the promised land. And it'll be the blood of a lamb without spot or blemish that covers them too. And his people then are also told to be ready to go at any moment. And I could go on about that, but that's where we stopped reading. And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 20, 1-28. And Jesus is still teaching. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And he makes a deal to hire some guys for a penny a day and puts them to work. And later, he goes back down to the Home Depot and hires some more guys that are standing around. And he does this four times. And at the end of the day, he pays everybody the same. And the guys that worked all day get mad because they feel like they should have got more than the guys that didn't show up till three. And maybe they got a point. Except this is a parable and not real life. And it's not about vineyards. It's about God's sovereignty and him giving salvation to whom he will. And just because you're not as big a sinner as I am, don't mean you're somehow more deserving. Because all us sinners are the same to God. In fact, you ought to be happy for me that a sinner like me can even get saved. And if you're not, if what you're worried about is rank, are you sure you're saved? Might ought to check. And verse 17 says, And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way, and said unto them, When we get to Jerusalem, I'm going to be arrested and executed. But it's cool, because three days later, I'll be back. And right about then, the mother of Zebedee walked up with her two sons, James and John. And they weren't hostile to him or anything, they worshipped him, but she had a question. She said, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus is like, you don't know what you're asking for. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they say unto him, We are able. Oh, really? Are you sure? Because maybe you wasn't listening a second ago when I explained that this cup and baptism contains things like scourging and crucifixion. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're going to have to go through all of that on your own just like I do. But as far as sitting at my hands, that's not up to me to give. It shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And the rest of the disciples got mad at him for being so presumptuous. But Jesus calmed them down too. He says, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. And they that are great exercise authority upon them. Being prideful is something that just comes from number one, being a human being. And B, living under this pride worshiping beast system. Cut them some slack. Because I don't want y'all to be like that. Whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Because that's why I'm here. I'm the living God, and I'm here not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give my life as a ransom for many. And that's as far as we read. And what the Lord gives others is none of our business. And when he promotes us, we aren't to lord it over others. We live by kingdom of heaven principles. 
and Jesus never misses an opportunity to tell us how to live in the kingdom of heaven. And in Psalms, we read Psalm 25, 1-15, and that's a Psalm of David. He says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. It's all about loving and trusting the Lord and not being ashamed. He expresses gratitude for the Lord's tender mercies and faith that he won't remember his sins. And verse 15 says, Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. And that's kind of the main idea of the first half of this psalm. But that's all we read. How's this for a morning prayer? Make me to know thy way, O Lord. Teach me thy path and lead me in thy truth. You are my salvation and on you I wait all day. And something to keep in mind is that all the paths of the Lord are loving kindness and truth. If we're on the loving kindness and truth path, we do well. And in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 6, verse 6 through 11. And this is a proverb and a parable. He says, Y'all know how the ants, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest? Well, be like that, and not a sluggard. Stop saying, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, and get up out of bed and get to work. Otherwise, thy poverty shall come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Laziness will rob you every bit as much as a burglar will. Yeah, so living a life of ease, a life of laziness, opens the door for poverty to walk in and not pass by like a traveler. We awake to find ourselves taken hostage by desperate need. We didn't even notice when poverty or lack took up residence. Winter arrived. And there are no provisions. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 31st is Exodus 12:14 through 13:16. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there shall be an holy convocation, and in the seventh day there shall be an holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened, in all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel, and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel, and the two side posts, with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door, and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses, to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee, and to thy sons for ever. And it shall come to pass, when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass, when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? 
Then ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. And the children of Israel went away, and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne, unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord as ye have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as ye have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people, that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, We be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptian. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about six hundred thousand on foot that were men beside children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, even very much cattle. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought forth out of Egypt, for it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry, neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was four hundred and thirty years. And it came to pass at the end of the four hundred and thirty years, even the selfsame day it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof. But every man's servant that is bought for money, when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. A foreigner and an hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. And when a stranger shall sojourn with thee, and will keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. One law shall be to him that is home-born, and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. Thus did all the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass the selfsame day, that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. Chapter 13 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which ye came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leavened bread be eaten. This day came ye out in the month of Beb. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which ye swear unto thy fathers to give thee, a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. And thou shalt shew thy son in that day, saying, 
This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he sware unto thee and to thy fathers, and shall give it thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix. And every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the males shall be the Lord's. And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. And it shall be when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What is this? That thou shalt say unto him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh would hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. And it shall be for a token upon thine hand, and for the frontlets between thine eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. And our reading in the New Testament for January 31st is Matthew 20, 29 through 21, 22. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still, and called them, and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them, and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. Chapter 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. And the disciples went, and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes. And they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased, and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? And he left them, and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it, and found nothing thereon but leaves only, and said unto it, 
Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. And our reading in Psalms for January 31st is Psalm 25, 16-22. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And our reading in Proverbs for January 31st is Proverbs 6, 12-15. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a froward mouth. He winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet. He teacheth with his fingers. Frowardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. And that's got it for the 31st. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Exodus 3:11, which says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on stepping out in faith, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, you always choose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and weak things to confound the mighty. Sometimes this can seem overwhelming, as it was for Moses. But if we step out in faith, like David did with Goliath, wonderful examples of your will can be accomplished. Father, we are grateful for the light you have shown recently on the political and financial frauds of the beast. We pray this will be the year you break its back, and we stand ready to be used in any way you need. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yallin' I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening, and let this podcast be helpful to them. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, what I really need is for y'all to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, just don't make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. Start it over. And this, ugh. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. I'm going to try it one more time. Memorial. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. Go back. Go back.